0: The talk is over. Good morning. It is mornings with Sharp and Hanley, 1620 The Zone, 1620TheZone.com. I'm Nick, John Schreiner, Jimmy Chavez with you on
1: your Friday. Ironic you say the talk is over, yet we're starting a four-hour talk show. We right are. <laughs> the
0: talk is over for the Super Bowl, Two, but there hasn't been much talking to begin with.
1: Which is good, kind
0: of. It is. And, you know, the NBA has had something to do with that, but the matchup itself, I think it, it, it speaks for itself. But we're going to try to speak for it here in the uh, Friday edition of Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. Good morning to you guys. Good morning to uh, everyone out there getting ready for a Super Bowl Sunday weekend.
1: The gentleman that emailed you, by the way, yeah. I guarantee you, he as soon as he heard this song, the first thing he heard is, you got go to the, the zone, you gotta go to the end zone, Ray. You got to go to the end zone. Which one is this? uh 14 when the Rams get the ball and uh, Vince Ferragamo has a chance to Drive him down the field to take the all lead, right. and only to throw an interception at the end to Jack Lambert. But he almost did it; almost pulled off the upset. And that I is your. I guarantee you, there's some people like yeah. That is your Jimmy Chavez Super Bowl nugget
2: of Vince the Ferragamo hour of the hour, Nebraska quarterback. Right. Tie it all back. That's right,
1: the great Vince Ferragamo. We like
2: to localize stuff here. Hey, and how about we play the NFL film songs the day after Don is yep. announced as. Mm-hmm. An NFL Hall of Fame inductee.
1: What the they're... hell took him so long? Air oh, Coryell. Yeah. I mean, you
2: know, he's the godfather of the modern offense. Right? You, you, Thank goodness
1: you, they got him in before. He... Wait, is he still alive?
2: Uh, I honestly don't know. No, I don't think he is. Oh, okay. Well, Do we I... have to play dead, the the dead
0: or alive game? I don't think he is. I think nope. When I was reading, he died the game. in 2010. Aww. That's why I thought I, when Way I was go. Reading, when I was reading the the press release of uh, Devin Hester not making the Hall of Fame. That's all I saw.
1: He's still alive. Well, rest in peace, Don Coryell. It wasn't the
0: who Shame made the, the Hall of Fame. It was the, the press release I took it as is Devin Hester didn't make the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Another year goes by, and the best return man to ever grace us with his presence. Uh, what about Brian Walk- Mitchell? Nope.
1: Devin Hester. Washington? Nope. Brian Mitchell was pretty great. Was quarterback nope. in the body bag game in 1990 when they got three nope. knocked out by the Eagles. Nope.
0: One nope. You guys will never knock me off that perch. <laughs> but yet he doesn't have a gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives it? No, he doesn't have the the gold jacket. It's very upsetting to me. But I, you know, and as we talk about um, some great return men too. Do we talk about Dante Hall enough?
2: Dude, Dante Hall was he, he had so a moment. entertaining. Yeah, he had a moment. There was like a three-year stretch the where it was, was
0: must watch. Shut yeah, up, Mitch. he had a moment. So, but yes, another, there's a, a guy that I've I've had the pleasure of meeting and, and I'll, I'll listen to sports talk in Chicago, especially when like the football season is, you know, really ramped up yeah, or the Tom pair, Waddle, Waddle, Waddle's Waddle's the man, Waddle and Sylvia are good, good dudes. Sustained
1: uh, eight concussions against oh yeah. the Cowboys in the 91 wildcard game. And that, that's just,
0: and you listen to him and he is sharp as a razor. I mean, he is, he is all there. He is great. Um, but, uh, their, their afternoon show, uh, Carmen and Yurko, uh, Carmen DeFalco, who I would say is, uh, we're not like close friends, but you know, we'll refer to each other as, Hey buddy. Uh, <laughs> but his, his co-host, um, so it's John Yurkovich and Yurko.
1: Former Packer.
0: Yes. Former Packer played for the, uh, the Panthers as well. Uh, he's pretty much played for everybody. Miami. He is the one amongst that entire group that does not think Devin Hester should be in the Hall of Fame because he's a specialist. He doesn't think any special teamer should be in the Hall nah, of Fame. Nah, come on. I know. I, I just feel like if you play a position, and I know I talked about this the other day with, with Sharpie, if you play a position that impacts a game, whether it's on the offensive side, defensive side, or special teams, and you play that position
2: to perfection – You've changed the outcome of games. If kickers and punters can make the Hall of right. Fame, then return specialists can make the, yeah. the Hall of Fame too.
1: And mic as drop. We, as we but celebrate. don't really, because if it breaks, I can't guarantee it gets fixed. It, did your mic just drop? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, did You know, it, you look at like the Super Bowl we've been talking about. I've had to kind of relive the memories of the, because uh, everybody keeps bringing up the Prince halftime show, and um, that was the, the Bears-Colts one. The way that that game started. I mean, hell, just to when everyone knew, okay, you don't, don't kick, kick to it to Hester. You don't kick to this guy. And then as soon as the ball is handled by Devin Hester, people are thinking, what the hell they're doing? Wow, there's no way he's going to repeat it. has got right? a face in the grass thing. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen? I just, I, you know, that right there. When you, everyone knows that if you kick it to this dude, it could be trouble. And it ended up being trouble in the biggest stage. One of many examples.
2: Teams would kick the ball out of bounds. On purpose, on a kickoff, just so he would have no chance of getting the ball.
1: Once again, why you should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm.
2: You're changing the game.
1: Yep.
0: Strategy and how people go about it. And then the people to follow you.
2: I believe he was also the first person to ever get a 100 speed rating in Madden.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Third thing, why you should be in the Hall of Fame. There needs to be some type of nod to the Madden game. Madden always said if you can't tell the story of the game without someone or something, then that belongs in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, the Hall of Fame, good for all of those people who are. Which it. is why yeah, it should not have like, taken this long to put Don Coryell in the Hall of Fame.
2: There was like a seven, six, seven-year period where Devin Hester was the biggest special teams threat in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't uh, even think it, it wasn't I mean, even it wasn't even debatable. Uh, yeah. And I think I think he's Hall of Fame worthy. But I also think Brian Mitchell is too, because just look at his numbers. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying like Brian Mitchell
0: isn't worthy. I'm just Thank saying, you. I'm just saying Devin Hester's better. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. That's all. Uh good morning to Patrick Mahomes, because I know he's listening too, and he is your 2022 most valuable player, which was announced last night. Which I still don't understand why it's not but those things, those awards do not happen on Pro Bowl weekend.
1: Because we want to make a made-for-TV event. we got to have a football
2: the, game. The Pro Bowl needs oh, sorry, to go it's back. I'm foot, sorry, flag football game, I bet. Pro Bowl needs to go back to being after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or just doesn't need to happen. Or that. That's another option.
1: I like Johns, too.
0: There was, I mean, when it was in Hawaii, there was, you know, While that While we're at it, I miss cool outdoor thing.
1: Super Bowls on the West Coast where half of it was played in daylight.
0: Yeah. That always brings me back to like the, the several 49ers ones, Mm -hmm. but yeah, the, like when they played in the old Hula bowl stadium there yep, and it was after and you, you know, you had all the, all the quarterbacks, they would, that was their way to reward their offensive line. They would like buy their trip to Hawaii while they had to work and go to the occasional practice and play in a game. Uh, everybody else was on vacay.
2: They would bring their families. Yeah. And players who had played in the Super Bowl would actually go right. to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Which is hard So to you would think get now. the best players.
0: And, and I understand with the player safety, with the expanded season, everything that goes into a season now compared to when that was a thing it is probably not realistic. But the watered down version of it, which has again now been reduced to a flag football game and i know it had rave reviews amongst the players they had a lot of fun but i'm ashamed
1: to admit i watched it
0: i didn't and i really don't feel like i missed I out i haven't on watched anything. the
2: pro bowl in so long
0: but why not just Since make I was that was a kid probably why can't that just be the awards weekend you can do like the fun skills challenges and stuff like that but instead of a game you just that's your big yeah, why do we actually need a game I don't know. That's, that's my point. Why why do you don't anymore. Game? You don't anymore.
1: Gary said that last week. Just like the all pro team. Just, you name a team. This is the Pro Bowl team for this year. And
2: then it, it's yeah, that big a
1: deal. Play a game of that. Bring back the old quarterback
2: yep. club challenges. Do that stuff. In the it, Do the skills challenges. Mm-hmm. Bring back the
1: Zubaz pants if you want. I don't Chiefs care. Chiefs fan base never lost them.
0: Uh, so th- th- uh, with Mahomes winning the MVP, by the way, guys, got 48 of 50 first Speaking place votes. Um, Jalen Hurts finished second. So, the giraffes I'm, aren't picking I'm them. i adding nope. more chips. People are oh, saying it's not a must win. Of the Eagles. Nobody gives them a chance. Jalen Hurts has been doubted ever since he got replaced by Tua Tagovailoa. And he finishes runner-up to Patrick Mahomes. But you know what? If you ask Jalen Hurts what's more important to you, season MVP or Super Bowl MVP, you know
1: how he's going to answer
2: that. Like
1: Vince Young in two thousand five, what was more important—the Heisman right, Trophy or the Rose Bowl MVP and national championship? There's a right
2: and a wrong answer.
0: Is there? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would like to think so as well, but yes. And I'm sure Patrick Mahomes, given the same question, would answer correctly.
2: Say, so, well, season's you, cool. You, but give me a player who thinks winning NFL MVP is more important than winning Super Bowl MVP. Aaron Rodgers. And that's a player I don't want to win
0: <laughs> I'm just going to tell you it's Aaron Rodgers. he may not publicly say that but in darkness when he is uh, meditating in total darkness total darkness he would it would crystallize that a longevity award like the season-long MVP would be more important than one game no I don't know Maybe I shouldn't do Aaron like that but yeah I think you know things lately have been all about Aaron So I'm just, I'm inclined to believe that Aaron Rodgers would actually answer that uh, differently. Uh, Josh Allen finished third, uh, Burrow was fourth in the MVP voting. I'm a little surprised by that, by the way. Um, Uh, Because uh, Mahomes had 490 total points, Jalen Hurts had 193, uh, Josh Allen was pretty close behind at 151, and then Joe Burrow fourth at 128. That surprises me, I thought. And maybe it was just because of uh, Joe Cool Mania. And I, and I'm not saying that to be snarky or sarcastic, but I mean going into that Chiefs game, you know, Burrow had and all of that that obviously charged up the, the Chiefs. You know, Joe Burrow was I mean he was the cat's pajamas. <laughs> and look, good numbers, not to the Mahomes level, but good numbers, and the fact that after that real slow start, the Bengals got off to, as Cincinnati started to go in the right direction, Joe Burrow was leading that charge, and again, Joe Burrow having to endure bad offensive line play, not because they are not skilled, but more injuries, having three starters out by the time they get to the postseason. There was a lot of reason to say, yeah, Joe Burrow is making a strong case, but I got to admit, I was a little surprised that uh, he finished fourth.
2: I don't think anybody was winning it except Mahomes. Agreed. But maybe if the Bengals beat the Chiefs, Burrow finishes second ahead of Jalen Hurts. Maybe. Are you surprised by this, that um,
0: <clears throat> Mahomes getting this, <laughs> it's his second MVP, and it's amazing in just a six-year career. He's only the 10th player to win the award twice.
2: Only the 10th. Uh, it's not an award that, that players win multiple times a lot. Right. Uh, Jim Brown, Kurt Warner. Have also won
0: two MVPs in less time at the start of their career. But so he is one of the quickest to reach that milestone in just six years. It's impressive. It is impressive. Uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes was not attending the awards ceremony, but because uh, there... he
1: was listening back on the shows on the zone yesterday, he was, he was combing through, <laughs> he was listening to, to Happer do the. Patrick Mahomes voice.
2: The, uh, if you look at that the <laughs> it, full voting list.
0: It, it pisses people off.
2: The, you look at that full voting list for MVP. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's someone in the NFL named Denny Kellington who plays for Buffalo who got one fifth place vote. Yeah. Who is Denny Kellington? Does uh, anyone know? Uh,
0: Danny Kellington. Denny. Denny. Denny Kellington. Let's see. Because the name's not ringing a bell. When I think of the household names and. He Buffalo. related
1: to Phil McCracken.
0: <laughs> uh He is the oh, he's the athletic trainer. <laughs> he got a vote yeah. for NFL MVP. Yeah. Oh, I get it now because of the Demar Hamlin. That's cool. That's you know what? That's really cool. I'm glad I can. Okay. I'm glad I can put a name to who. Then they have to get that all serious person and is in a funny. I evening. know that you know what that is really cool. I did not know his name. Hmm? I did not know his name, but yeah, yeah. The Other? the Bills assistant athletic trainer, who was a that? big part How of the, the response know that? in uh, providing a resuscitation to Demar Hamlin, hmm. got a vote for MVP. That's awesome.
2: Other players that is really cool who also received one fifth place vote: Tua, Geno Smith, Tyreek Hill, Justin Herbert, Derrick Henry, Justin Fields got a fifth place vote in the yeah! MVP voting, and AJ Brown, Micah Parsons got two fifth place votes. See,
0: if you get at least one vote, Chicago, you cannot move on from Justin Fields. <laughs> you cannot move on from Justin. Hey he got an MVP vote. He did. Super Bowl. You know, that's a great I'm I'm glad you went there, Jimmy, because not because of the Bears. <laughs> nope, 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 nope not where I'm going, not where I'm going. But so Super Bowl sixty, get your tickets now. As we were thinking about Bears. the like the the matchup and and maybe the the storylines that have been tamped down a little bit. Again, the, I think the Kelsey one, that one's a little more mainstream.
1: I've noticed um, nobody talks as much about the Andy Reid deal, but then also Nick Sirianni being let go by him. Yeah,
0: Andy. and that one got a little bit more traction because Sirianni was asked about it during one of the many uh, press Again, availabilities this it's week, and he's he like did, a whole bag of chips. He did say that you know he was. You Know a little bit uh, ticked off by that. He felt a little bit slighted that, and he, he, you know, it was kind of funny though. It's like, well, I understood, but sure, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was, you know, if I wasn't motivated by that in this particular matchup. Because for anybody who doesn't realize, uh, Sirianni was with the Chiefs staff, he was the wide receivers coach for the Chiefs in 2012, and Andy Reid took over, and he base. wasn't retained. So, yeah, which. It's very, very common at every level of of football. When you get a new coaching staff, they bring in their own guys. So it's almost kind of a reach. Like, I I think it's just a direct question, direct answer. Like, if you're not retained and you are now looking for a job, sure, you're going to be pissed. Like, does that, did that bother you? Yeah. No, I was thrilled when they said we don't want you. Right. It's like, is this a must-win game? Well, yeah. yeah.
1: When she said, it's not you, it's me. I was just jumping for joy.
0: But if you elaborate and go further, the question of, like, did, did you understand the move? Obviously, and Nick Sirianni said as much. Like, yeah, I, I understood yeah, he didn't why they did it, but. He thought I was poop. You know, it's These just. giraffes in Des Moines.
1: They don't like us either. That
0: environment is, I mean, you're not, you're not going to stick around. So I felt like that was a reach. A little bit too to be like, oh man, Nick Sirianni's pissed. Like he felt like he was done dirty by Andy Reid. No, I, I mean that's that's kind of absurd to think that too. But the story, and, and I'm glad there was uh, some light shed on it. Remember in the COVID year, the Nate Sudfeld season finale, where oh, Nate Sudfeld, there's a poll where they decide where Doug Peterson decided to start Nate Sudfeld, and. Everyone's like, oh my God, the Eagles are handing this to Washington. Like they, they this did. Is, and they did. And they did. And so Washington goes in at I think seven won, and nine. Won the that division year. at seven and nine. Seven and nine. Yeah. How bad How Cowboys the like. Eagles were at four and eleven.
2: They're horrible. Four eleven and one, yeah. Yeah. So horrible. I looked up some. And here the... they
0: are right now in the Super Bowl, like in two years. So it as you mentioned the Bears, it's like we're always looking for and we'll do this once we get past Sunday will be plenty of time to do this, especially as we get right into combine and free agency and the calendar, the, the new calendar year for the NFL. Who will be the next example of the team that just a year or two ago was awful
2: well, every, and is now in contention to win the whole thing? Almost every year, half of the teams that make the playoffs don't make the playoffs the next year. There's always a new crop of teams that are up and coming. So you can think about, like, there are going to be half the teams that were in the playoffs this year that are going to be staying home, and ha- and some of the teams that stayed home this year are going to fill those spots. So, you know, is it maybe Detroit?
0: Detroit's close. Detroit's um, close.
2: They could be one of those teams that jump up.
0: You know, you, you look at – this is another kind of fascinating thing for me. Like, And, and this is the, the challenge for Detroit. Detroit was a blast to watch at the end. They were yeah. a blast. So their, their next step is clearly, all right, let's, let's quit, quit being like the really cool story. and The and underdog the, story. Yeah, the, the, the team that's just everyone's talking about, oh, man, they're cool. I wish they were in the playoffs, too. The team that, oh, man, I wish they – I hope they win the NFC. You know, that's, that's their next challenge. And can they get to that level? Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Jacksonville, I'm curious if they can take another step forward after that great come-from-behind win against the Chargers. They get to the playoffs – and win that game. But, you know, they played hey, they played Kansas City pretty close too. Are you know, is that their is that their ceiling right now or Mm. is there more to come? Because again, I will circle this back to twenty eighteen Chicago. It wasn't just me with my my fan goggles on that felt this, but there were a lot of people that would have you believe had Cody Parkey not double doinked the field goal attempt against the Eagles, in the wild card round, that that Bears team would have went on, would have beat L.A. because they've already beaten them before. And let's just face it, Jared Goff wanted nothing to do with that defense. Jared Goff was awful against that defense. Jared Goff was really bad in the Rams' offense against good defenses. That was the whole McVay Goff yep. thing, where. The communication, once you get to the, the final 10 seconds of the play clock, communication gets shut down, and defensive coordinators knew that, so they were confusing both McVay and Goff, and they, they looked like it. Gurley was it was nowhere to be found. Anyway, there was a belief by NFL experts that that Chicago team very well could have made it to the Super Bowl. But since they didn't, got everybody coming back, should be good, right? Well, we realize how Ryan Pace built that team, Matt Nagy coached that team, it was significantly flawed, especially <laughs> offensively. So you gotta look at certain teams are like, okay, Jacksonville took that one major step. They're primed for the following year. And this is where I would draw the the differences between those two situations is I think Trevor Lawrence is a much better quarterback than what Mitchell Trubisky was. <laughs> so that's the good news for Jacksonville. But there is, there's always that team where you think, okay, they are they maybe they're a little bit ahead of schedule on this one. They got there, so it can only be smooth sailing from here and then you find out now that was their peak I mean the NFL the NFL's crazy winning is hard winnings hard enough in the NFL but sustaining success in the NFL that's why I am whether you love the Chiefs hate the chiefs or are indifferent you've got to be impressed with what Andy Reid has been able to do you've got to be impressed with how they've been able to build build that organization and with the money that they've invested to still keep that thing damn competitive. And, you know, that's why I always respected the Patriots for as long as they were on top, too, because winning week in and week out is so tough. To do it year in and year out is so rare. And you have one team that, one organization that is showing that they can do that in the Chiefs, and the Eagles, I'm curious about the Eagles, because that roster is loaded. They've and young. Got, they've got, exactly. They've got young dudes on extremely Built through the draft. organizational-friendly contracts. But that will change at some point. How will they maneuver that roster when they have to pay some people and have to let some people go? Some do it very well. A lot don't do it very well. And the Eagles, that is a loaded, as you mentioned, and we talked about young group. Are they ready to, are are they going to make that presence of, hey, we're just getting started. Or, yeah, that
2: was fun. Well, I looked up some of those stats from the COVID year for the Eagles. So they lost seven of their last eight, failed to score thirty points in any game during the season. Which the,
0: in the NFL these days is saying something. <laughs> that's an accomplishment. That's saying something. in itself.
2: Mm-hmm. And they had the second worst record in the NFC. That was two yep. years ago. Yep. It's so it's pretty incredible to to have, to be turning around from being one of. The three worst teams in the league mm-hmm. to Super Bowl in two years. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah,
1: and not many people seem to be talking about that. No, no, that wasn't a long time ago. It wasn't, and it was
2: funny because I was kind of reading this. I'm like, yeah, it was also right. the end of Carson Wentz as a viable. Yes, NFL quarterback. I mean,
0: th- think about think about Carson Wentz's career since the he conclusion to of be that be season the dude till that day yes. in the L.A.
1: Coliseum,
0: and yet. Didn't that feel, doesn't that feel like it's like that was like five years ago? Because Carson Wentz is now on his second team since that.
2: It's bizarre to me. Thank you, Daniel Snyder.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot. You, that, you <laughs> one like of, that John's one of the few people who like can that team, understand you? my apathy because of the owner. We're in a small select group. Who's but okay? Who are you taking? Daniel Snyder or Jerry
2: Jones? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Yeah, me
0: too. He
2: seems cooler. Daniel I, I, Snyder's just an awful human being. Yeah,
0: he's just a. He just seems like a weenie. He he lacks in the human skills. Yeah, you well, know, Jerry at least some people have their strengths. Uh, being a, a good human, not necessarily
2: Dan no, Snyder's strength, not at all.
1: Hmm. I like the Jones have the Joneses. They have a little more pizzazz.
2: A few years ago, yeah, they. they I was on they the care. verge of just claiming no NFL team. I'm just a football fan.
1: Go sports.
2: Just because of the way that, that organization is run. And I'm also an adult, so I refuse to change my favorite Good team. Good for you.
1: This is what I tell people, too. Don't and I, bandwagon trying. People have been trying to recruit me to root for their team for years.
2: It's it's either you stick with your team or you have no team. Those are the yeah, only options.
0: Yeah. It
1: just, yeah. It's
0: like, I used to root for this team, but uh, no more. I had
1: many people trying
0: to get on oh, yeah? the Who Chiefs
1: bandwagon. I was like, no, I miss yeah. the glory days you, of you, uh, you, Romeo you, Cornell, you can't Haley. You can't.
0: Reset the clock on no. that. You can't reset the clock on like passion. It
2: because no, it would it doesn't never, work. It
0: would never mean the same if your new adopted team won a championship. You can pose all you want, but it would never ever come close it's, to having the same type of feeling as if the team that you struggled rooting for finally knocks one down. Like there's that. That's why it, I mean that. We're, yes, we're, everybody in this room right now, Cowboys. You had your run. Washington had some good years, too. Bears, good years. We're all looking back, though. The apathy before the and the
1: sadness is actually Nebraska what makes the Cornhuskers.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, we're looking. Exactly. We can't be yeah, the people. We the college. We're looking back, but this is all pre-millennium. And so are we a glutton for punishment? Yeah, but when it finally happens it to where you something. accomplish something of significance, whether for Nebraska, I'd even take a conference championship, but for Your Washington football team, which I wish they would have just kept that because
2: that was (laughs) fun. When they they made the playoffs two years ago, I tweeted out, like, Washington's in a playoff game, guys. I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, seriously, like,
0: if they they knock one down, if the Cowboys knock one down, the Bears knock one down, it will feel like it was all worth it, all that suffering, all that just agony and frustration and temptation to destroy your TV. Like, it's all... (laughs) worth it for that one Sunday. We
1: can't be like the people when we were all kids because we're all close to the same age that grew up as a diehard Bulls fan, which is fine, but then you become a diehard Lakers fan. Then you were a diehard Heat fan, you know what? That's and you're a diehard hard Warriors fan. I I really rooted for
0: the Celtics uh, until like MJ became a thing, and then I just became a huge Bulls fan. So everybody of I that don't generation, pr- I don't pretend I wasn't like weeping when they started knocking down title after title. Oh, this is my team from birth. No, that's not true. We got but I thought sixty it was cool.
1: games on WGN in everyone's yeah. defense. So look at Michael Jordan, you, you got you got to watch them no matter where you live. Yeah. That meant something.
0: Yeah, it's. If there's something to take away from this conversation, everyone out there listening, don't ever let somebody, if you're frustrated with your team, no matter what level, don't let anybody talk you into, hey, you should root for this team too. Because no, when you give up like that, it's just not going to mean the same. It, because I guarantee you, your team, your team, that you are giving up on, as soon as you give up on them, they'll find things going in the right direction. You're know like Randy and, and, Quaid
1: and you, in Major League Two who shows up at the yeah, I never yeah.
0: doubted them all along. I told you in spring training we'd win it. Yeah. Because your friends are going to look at you exactly like his buddies looked at him like, who's this guy?
2: I got to tell you about one of my good friends who is, he's a ridiculous sports fan. So at various times in his football fandom, he has been a fan of the Miami Dolphins, the Carolina Panthers, the Detroit Lions, and his latest was the Chargers.
0: (laughs) I hope you give him so much crap.
2: absolutely, yeah. Because, so he was... He was a Dolphins fan when we were growing up as kids. And then um, when Dan Marino retired, he's like, I'm not a Dolphins fan anymore. I hate the Dolphins. What he was wrong gosh. with Jay Fiedler? <laughs> he, he, so then he went to Carolina. He was a Carolina Hey, you Panthers know what? They fan. drafted Josh Heupel. But then he, <laughs> they when they drafted Cam Newton, he hated Cam Newton so much. He's like, I'm not a Panthers fan anymore. I hate the Panthers. And he became a Detroit Lions fan because he loved Joey Harrington. Oh, yeah. no, I, no idea why. She, well, he, he plays a mean piano. He loved Joe Harrington. Does play a mean piano. And then then uh he became a huge fan of uh the Chargers because of Philip Rivers. He loved Philip Rivers, so then he became a Chargers fan. Mm-hmm. He's also done the same thing with basketball, right? Like growing up, he was obviously a huge Bulls fan, loved the Bulls. Fair uh, but he was weird about the Bulls because Tony Kukoc was his favorite player. <laughs> it wasn't Jordan or Pippen or Rodman. It <laughs> wasn't even Will Perdue. No, he loved Tony He's Kukoc. He's like in like
0: the like the third maybe maybe a 3% yeah. group there that's like oh yeah, so who's your favorite
2: bull And you line them all
0: up and you're like Bill uh, Wennington. Uh, where's Kukoc at? Uh Cartwright.
2: Yeah, so he, went, then know. he got he got super mad at the Bulls. This was just a few years ago. Oh. Because they let Derrick Rose go. So now he hates the Bulls. Hates the Bulls. He was briefly a Knicks fan when Derrick Rose played for the Knicks. Oh. So he's a player chaser. He's oh, not yeah. A, he, okay. Big time. And that's he, weird. That's, a weird, he that's liked, a weird life to live. He liked Nebraska football growing up, but he felt like – Until they hired Bill Callahan. No, and he felt like he loved D'Angelo Evans. And when D'Angelo <laughs> Evans transferred, he thought it was Nebraska's fault. Hates Nebraska. Now he's an Iowa State fan. Oh, what? my gosh. Yep. Wow. He switches wow. allegiances wow. so frequently. That is that it's is so funny. I can't. I'm trying to do to the
1: live. pattern, like the analytics in my head, and I'm just. That's a tough life to live.
0: <laughs> it's it's that's great. Not, that's I a, love him. That's not recommended,
1: but hey, it's so funny to it's talk. It's so ridiculous. To. It's amazing.
0: However you drink it in, yep. You be you, but wow, I, I couldn't do that. Uh, wow. We got a big uh, big guest list today too. Uh, remember we talked with Chad Brown last week. We're gonna, well, if you forgot. If you forgot, well, the good news is we're gonna replay that for you at seven thirty. Some good stuff because Chad Brown was obviously in the Super Bowl and he had some interesting things to say about how long it took for him to get
1: over that
0: when uh Jimmy's Cowboys were able to
1: The uh, last one, Josh, get, I remember it. Get, get the victory. Wherever there. you are. Yeah. He's asleep. So, uh
0: hopefully he I yeah.
1: He's awake at
0: but um, so yeah, we'll we'll throw that at you at seven thirty. The return of Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Uh, Lee has a lot of fun with all the prop bets that are going on. I mean, we're talking about the anthem, we're talking about coin toss, all those fun things that it's you know you get together with your buddies. A lot of stuff that you have to look for offshore when it comes to betting these. Uh, Lee Sterling will tell you exactly where to go with that and give you some thoughts on how to bet the Super Bowl in the eight o'clock hour. Speaking of the Super Bowl, two-time Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants. You heard him on Connor Happers show yesterday with Josh uh, Dave Tolson. Friend of mine, he's going to be joining us right around 8.30 to talk well, not only uh, a Spags defense, but also some of his Super Bowl memories. Because they, I don't know if you guys realize, but... In that stadium. He, yeah. Yep. And he, they played against, not once but twice, a guy that many consider to be a decent quarterback in Tom Brady. He's and that right. And that defense that Dave played on, along with guys like Michael Strahan, that defense JPP, Talk, yeah, he was a part of that group. And so... Uh, always good to hear from Dave. And then we'll be talking with Verz in the nine o'clock hour. Our I guess lineup again is always powered by the Rooferees at John Higgins Weather Guard. Uh, real quickly to the J construction zone Twitter feed because I gotta mention this. Uh Bruin Steve said we, we're we're talking about the uh, morning, Bruin Steve. Bruin Steve. He's always the first guy to to hit us up to. Um big hockey fan, Bruin Steve, obviously, big guy. Uh, Boston Bruins fan uh, said more disappointing flag football or whatever this was at the NHL all-star game skills competition where they're yeah they're like in their beach bum gear and stuff like that but what I wanted to the reason I bring up that tweet I did watch some of that by the way did you yeah, no, I, I always I like watching the skills competition the NHL all-star game and the three-on-three thing is fun which is why the it, NFL it, should do it. it it is it's very fun but the uh, Tarasenko to the Rangers it's a huge trade That took place yesterday and the NHL. We're talking about the NBA trade deadline yesterday. The NHL trade deadline is still three weeks away from like coming to its conclusion. And so for me personally, with the Tarasenko one, it makes me think, well, first of all, (laughs) suck it, Blues. But the, uh, (laughs) the other thing is they can say it right back to me as a Chicago Blackhawk fan, because this is now sort of setting the market for Patrick Kane. And Patrick Kane, who my two year old has a jersey of, Ooh. having to explain as he is a huge Patrick Kane fan that he could be in like a blue jersey or a, a green jersey or a black jersey. Like, that's just, I, I don't know if I have the heart to do that. But uh, yeah, that was a significant move. All right, when we come back, speaking of the Carolina Panthers, when you mentioned uh, your buddy uh, Cam Newton, boy, they're still bitter. Ooh. And former Carolina Panther great Steve Smith, very bitter about Matt Rule. We'll get to that. And also, speaking of Matt Rule and his coaching staff, we had some conversations from Bob Weger and Garrett McGuire yesterday. And I got to say, I'm trying not to get caught up in all of the conversations that the coaches are having with the media. But it, again, leads me to believe one thing about this coaching staff, and we will get into that. We've got plenty to get to. It is mornings here with Sharper Hanley on 1620 The Zone.